0: It's Candace Patton, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Helen Slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Annie B, as always, and with me is the geektastical and multiversal, Amy Marie. How are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, I am fantastic. I really like this episode and I'm really fine. am excited to talk about it.
0: Did you like the word multiversal? I added a little extra after last week's episode since you like geektastical. I like it. Yeah, see, like, I'm clever with words. We should make them into the dictionary or something uh, and also joining us is someone that was with us just a few weeks ago to talk about dc rebirth she is a good friend of the show she is the host of the little smart podcast, which is part of the awesome dc podcast network and she's miss cat kalamia so Kat, welcome back how are you doing tonight
2: I'm doing awesome. I, I'm i really excited to talk about something that happens, because I've been, I've been waiting for a while for this moment to happen, so...
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, so this was a very exciting episode for many, many reasons, so... But before we get to that, we do have a couple of news to talk about. So, first of all, uh, next week, the uh, amazing Kevin Smith will be directing, has directed that episode that will air next week on the CW, but it was announced just like an hour before tonight's Flash aired that... He's coming back for season 3. He's going to be directing an early episode in August, which means that he's probably doing one of the episodes in the first half of the season. So that's quite exciting. You will be getting next next week's episode, The Runaway Dinosaur, which is the best title ever. And then you will see him back in the fall. So I'm excited for it. Um, Guys, are you both big Kevin Smith fans?
2: Um, I like his comic writing a lot. Like, I, I've seen a few, a few of his movies and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited for him to direct. I, I, I trust him.
1: I'm excited because I know how passionate he is about The Flash. So I'm excited to see what he brings. I don't have anything um, for or against Kevin Smith. I honestly haven't seen much of his work. So besides a couple Comic-Con panels I've watched him moderate, I don't have a whole lot of uh, connection with him as a director, writer, or anything like that. So I just know, though, that he's passionate about the source material so i'm excited to see what he brings to the episode next week which looks like a total acid trip but we'll get to that later <laughs>
0: i don't know if she said ass trip or acid trip but i will go with acid if that's what she said i don't it sounded like she said ass trip so i'm like
2: acid I think acid, acid, acid trip acid. definitely makes the most sense <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean look with kevin smith anything is possible and uh, no but i'm really excited to see him uh, direct next week's episode and come back for season three so moving on amy um if people weren't weren't here for last week's episode, and do you want to tell them about the awesome giveaway we're doing right now on Twitter?
1: Yeah, folks, if you love the flash art and if you happen to have been to Heroes Villains Fan Fest or any recent comic conventions lately, you may have seen some art from our friend Brian, also known as at Odyssey Art Torch. And we are doing a giveaway with some of his art. All you have to do is go to our Flash podcast page, and we have a status that you have to retweet. And all you have to do is mention three what we call flash friends, hashtag flash friends. So basically tag three of your friends when you retweet this post and be sure to follow at Odyssey That's O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y Art Torch. And the giveaway closes on Sunday, May 8th. We'll announce the winner on May 10th. It will be a whole lot of fun. It's a gorgeous piece of art. So uh, if you have any questions, just tweet us at The Flash Podcast, and we will give you the direct link. We will also have the link directly posted in the info section for this particular podcast episode.
0: What she said. And and finally, and I'm really excited to announce this. I mean, I've already talked about it on Twitter, but to those that may not, if it's possible, not be on social media, and one of my longtime longtime dreams is finally coming to you know to fruition on the podcast and the amazing Sterling gates will be coming to the flash podcast this week to talk about vibe and rupture and and all things related to the flash as he you know he if you guys are huge dc comics fan you know that he wrote the the vibe book that came out back in
2: the great book too yeah it's um oh man i want to say it's 2013 it was like 11 issues it was so good um it's a really good book
0: it's one, yeah, if you, if, you, if you want to know where they got inspiration for Cisco on the TV show, basically just could read that comic that he wrote. Uh, that also, Andrew Kreisman and Jeff Johns contributed to for the first two issues. Uh, he and I will be talking in an awesome interview this week. So, at the time of recor- recording it's late Tuesday night, Wednesday, I will be talking to him. And you will be getting that interview probably on Friday as a little nice, you know, treat yourself gift. So, look forward to that uh, this week. So, those are all our news now. Let's get into this freaking episode because, holy crap, disclaimer, there'll be cursing, there'll be tears, there'll be nerding out, there'll be fear spiraling, there'll be tons of autism, so strap in and let's talk about Rupture.
1: Okay, so let's just break, let's go straight to the title of this episode, Rupture. We brought Rupture into the mix. What did you guys think of the MetaHuman Rupture, who is Dante Ramon from Earth 2? What did you think about his outfit, his powers, his introduction? Personally, I thought it was great, but let's start with you, Kat.
2: Yeah, I again, I've read the Sterling Gates run, which um, has Rupture in that comic. And I think they did the character a lot of justice, but, you know, making it different, not making it predictable. And to make... The Earth 2 version of Dante. I thought that was really great. And one of my favorite parts of this episode, besides obviously the crazy ending we had, was seeing Cisco and Dante's relationship um, where it was in the beginning of this, first of all, the show, and the beginning of this episode, and then seeing... Cisco, um, see his brother kind of die or, you know, at least a version of his brother is like, I, now I feel, you know, I feel bad. And, you know, Cisco's, I feel bad and I have to, uh, make up with my brother. I need to make a connection with him. And I, I thought it was amazing. I, I, I really enjoyed that arc. And, you know, sometimes with Flash, the villain of the weeks they're kind of one note, especially with episodes like this, but this was not a one note villain. I think it was honestly one of their best villains of the season.
0: I am a huge fan of the of the buy book as well. And so on, and, you know, the only biggest difference is that in the comic books, you know, there's a third brother um mm-hmm. in the Ramon family by the name Armando, and I won't I won't go into what happens to him. All I will say is that he is ruptured in the comic books, and uh, and that um so yeah, so it was a, a bit a huge difference. But it's it, they I think they pretty much said in previous interviews that Dante and Armando has pretty much been merged on the show as one character as a you know as Nicolas Gonzalo kind of has similar traits to both those characters in what he's playing on the show so I, I you know I look this show does really well when they're adapting costumes but this is like it was like literally seeing them just Jump out of the comp page because it looks exactly like, nothing changed they cause it look exactly the same and uh, they have the um, you know the, the the weapon looked exactly the same and I mean I was really happy with it. and I'm you know as someone who really appreciates the remote mythology and you know all, what, what all those characters are up to it was really neat the only thing that was disappointing and this kind of goes into what we were talking about last week and it's it's becoming one of my issues with zoom as a whole is the fact that. I mean, look, there is the multiverse, so we can go and pick up like a different version of any of these characters at any point. But who knows if we're going to go to Earth 3 or Earth 4 next season. So we might not have the multiverse as a huge part of next season. So to see all these doppelgangers being killed off is kind of like throwing away a lot of great storylines, personally. So that was my biggest issue because, you know, I would have loved to have seen in the future maybe Cisco when he's all vibed up. Vibes up, that's a good term. Uh, and he goes up, you know, he needs to go up against the villains. And like then he can go up against something like rupture. That would be pretty neat. But then, you know, of course, because Zoom has his anger management issues, he killed him off. And um, so, yeah, so it's like... I mean, I, 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 you know, now I'm getting worried, you know, that they're going to do something to my poor Black Siren when she shows up in a few weeks. Because, I mean, I mean Zoom really needs... Like a therapist or something, and a, and a bunch <laughs> of Snickers, because damn, like, snaps so easily. And... He needs a bunch of Snickers. I mean,
2: Snickers or or a did... hug at least, like, No, no, some... no, no,
0: no. Oh, no, 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 no. He does that. He'll that... stab
2: you in the back if you give him a yeah, hug.
0: with his pointy nail fingers, you know, that are, like, super, like, he, he needs a pedicure and Snickers <laughs> and, like, a, and a spa week. I promise you, once he's had that, he'll be like, so what's going on in the world? Oh, I killed a bunch of people, uh, but hey, what did you think? I
2: can't wait for that episode. Just saying, when we, when <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we find out about the snipers and
0: Psst, secret, I'm I'm actually the writer of that episode, and that's actually going to be the season for you to premiere. Can't wait, never.
2: <laughs>
1: I I agree with what I, I agree with what both of you guys said. Cat, I love what you said about how he is one of the best villains we've seen, especially this season. I agree. I liked I liked that I not only understood his motivation and enjoyed his motivation, but I also liked his villain powers. I feel like a lot of times we either get a super strong character villain or a super strong power villain and then most of the time they don't match. We don't get both. We got that with Killer Frost. We got a powerful power villain and a powerful character villain, but we lost her. And then we got... Rapture, who has a really fun motivation to watch. He's totally evil and has this really nifty power and looked awesome. He looked like Ant-Man with, like, he he also kind of looked like Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with his scythe, which at first looked like a hockey stick. And he also kind of sort of looked like Kylo Ren. Bottom line is, I thought he was great, but totally what you said, Andy, that's spot on. We continue to lose villains and characters and doppelgangers from earth 2 which we talked a little bit about last week with the death of killer frost that not only are we losing characters from earth 2 we're losing strong villains from earth 2 which i get and understand but it is a little bit frightening to see that we're losing all of these characters from earth 2 which suggests that maybe ultimately we're going to focus less and less on the multiverses and that this is just a one season sort of a situation because I I would not be surprised if through all of this meddling that they're doing between the multiverses and between the timelines, if something happens that prevents Barry Allen from ever being able to visit Earth 2 ever again. Maybe the way they defeat Zoom is by permanently somehow magically closing the bridges to every other multiverse, which would be really sad and would work, you know, if we brought Black Siren over to this side and, you know, I don't know, maybe you keep the connection with Earth 3. Maybe maybe Earth 1 and Earth 2, the bridge becomes permanently closed, if that makes sense. Maybe oh, yeah. that's where we're heading. Maybe that's ultimately what happens. And, and then it's okay that we've killed off all the Earth 2 people, but it doesn't bode well for Earth 2.
0: Do you? So you, you would pretty much be okay with, like I said, I don't think they're going to shut down the whole storytelling of multiverse because i think Ryan, one of the things that dc is relying so heavily on that marvel doesn't really have is multiverse you know i think we're gonna see a larger effect of multiverse in the movies and stuff like that so i don't think you know i mean i think you're onto something that, that maybe earth 2 will be like you know you can go to earth 3 earth 4 earth 5 earth 66 or something like that but you will never maybe after this season earth 2 will kind of like what if it's closed? Yeah, like it, it, heck. You know what? What if it gets destroyed? What if Zoom's tyranny Me? somehow destroys that world? So that I, the whole
1: world. It's certainly possible. I mean, that would be terrifying. But I mean, we like Earth too. We like what it offers. But it would be it would be sad to see Earth Two be destroyed. But I wouldn't have any problem with them somehow destroying the connection or the Speed Force because you know how Professor Stein described. The, the speed force and time travel as a series of highways with on-ramps and off-ramps. Maybe whatever off-ramp to get to Earth-2 is just destroyed. So it's certainly possible, and then that would be fascinating to see if, you know, in the future, somehow Earth-2 things start to happen over here, and you're like, what's going on? But I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they end up going.
0: Now, the thing is, is it worth going back to Earth-2, though? Because, you know, we did learn something really sad in this episode, and, you know, that is that fact that there's no fringe in Earth 2. So, you know, is it even worth you know bridge <laughs> with, with that Earth again, Amy?
1: Uh there's no fringe on Earth 2 because Earth 2 is fringe. <laughs>
2: exactly
1: i (laughs) loved how many people messaged me even from the east coast they're like uh fringe reference fringe reference amy marie 97 fringe reference look
0: girl there was so many nerd references i was like i want to tweet tweet amy but she's gonna get so upset if i spoilers i'm not gonna say anything but then all our followers just like you know (gasps) they said harry potter amy's gonna love this (gasps) they said fringe (laughs) amy's gonna love this so let me ask you this on fringe the whole idea is that we can see multiple versions of you know the characters we see on that show when when they were done with a with a particular version of a character, let's say Joshua Jackson's character, we see version A of him, and he's done and so on. Whenever they would in- introduce a new version of that character, would it feel like weird, or would it feel like almost like oh, I'm open to seeing, you know, like was it intriguing seeing multiple versions, of song or did <laughs> you feel cheated like on the fact that that they would just, you know?
1: So people who who heard you just say that who've seen Fringe are. Sitting there going, this is not going to go well, because you're opening up a, a can of spoiler worms, I mean, which I, I it's, don't want to talk about. But what you're asking is essentially when you're introduced to a doppelganger, does it feel like a different person?
0: Yeah. Is that what you're pretty, asking? Pretty is, is, you know, is it appealing for you? So in, in that case, if it's appealing over fringe, do you think they could somehow replicate that formula on the Flash? If, you know, for example, maybe one day we meet a third version of Raptor um, or something. In
1: Fringe, there are only two universes. There are There's Earth-1 and Earth-2, and that's it. There, uh, you have our Earth and an alternate universe that are both existing on the same plane in space-time, but ultimately, or they used to be existing on separate planes. Something happened that caused them to exist in the same space, and two items cannot occupy the same space At the same time, it's physically impossible. So one of them will basically force the other to be destroyed. So one of the Earths will ultimately be destroyed to make space for the other one. So what they have to do is separate them again. So that Uh. is what it is. So there's only two Earths. There's only one other doppelganger. And for the most part, they're not as drastically good evil as Earth 1 and Earth 2 have been, which is something that I have you know, I think it'd make an interesting conversation for another day or an interesting uh, essay to write up is how can we continue to see that all of these characters or a lot of the characters on earth two are evil opposites, like direct opposites. Have you noticed that cat that everybody seems to be a direct opposite?
2: Yeah, no, it's true. Even with, I mean, Barry wasn't evil in that world, but he was very different because he didn't have that relationship with Joe, obviously. Well, we won't talk about the Irish stuff because we don't know how that how different that's going to be but yeah you know and what's interesting <laughs> i'm going to mess uh mention Jesse a lot but what is uh Jessie wells version in earth one is she evil in earth one and mm-hmm. okay in earth two um that's maybe something they can explore in season 3 but uh yeah it's interesting and with uh with dc though um i don't watch fringe but from what i'm hearing uh you know dc has 52 earths and they have a lot of ways to explore them and and a lot of different ways you can go because you were mentioning Amy earlier about like closing earths and that's of course possible also because dc's done that in the past or colliding earths together that could totally be a future story of seeing me earth one and earth two collide together at the same time and seeing these Mixed up worlds get really complicated, but that's comic books for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they have a lot of cool places to go
0: And I'm just saying that in case, you know, like If this would be the last season, you know, for a while that they did do the whole multiverse thing That's why I, I would be so sort of disappointed with the fact that, you know, we lost Reaper, Deathstorm Even though that wasn't a huge loss, Killer Frost and um, Rupture and you know, so on. it's kind of like, you know, if this is like it, then that's when I would be more disappointed zone. if they say, no, 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 but next season you will get to see even more different takes on them. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm open for that. Mm, but
1: I almost wouldn't be. I almost think that that'd be too much. I'd rather explore a different earth. I'd rather explore like Supergirl's universe or a different earth with different people. I don't know. Go meet the Green Lanterns. Find Batman. Do do something like that. I'd almost rather them explore something else as opposed to continue to have different doppelgangers because on top of everything, it'll get really confusing.
2: Yeah, ever, I'm did, did you already you're ever... almost confusing. Just like it's on that line where it's like, Yeah, I totally understand. As again, if you're into comics it's easier, but for a main mainstream audience that are just watching yeah, the show, like, it's gonna mom, get a little... Agreed.
1: My mom's confused.
2: But, yeah, exactly. Your mom watches The Flash?
1: She's, I've talked about it a couple times, and she's why like, the, I don't, I had the, to explain zombies to her the other day. I'm not even kidding. Like, she she the, had no idea what a zombie is. Why the f***
0: is not you mom on a podcast? We, I want to talk to her huh. with her I be like, you know, so Mrs. Hibnarowski, <laughs> what do you think about this ship and that ship? And not talking about super speed at all. And did you, by the way, did you see the Super Bowl crossover, Amy? Of course I did. I loved it. I thought it was the most adorable thing on the face of the earth. Oh, best. Awesome. Uh, well, rupture. you know, rupture was he was dope, I think, it, you know, and I'm looking forward to talking to Sterling Gates about it uh, on the show this week. So, yeah, no, he was, I mean, as a one, you know, Villain of the Week kind of character, definitely one of the best ones. So, that's why it was kind of like, oh, damn it, they killed him. Why? But, uh, but yeah, I think all of us were pretty happy with it, and that's kind of awesome. Because we, whenever it comes to, you know, procedural villains on this show, we we have always been kind of being like, eh, I mean, sure... Or no, or right? something like or that. Or like,
2: oh, I don't care if I see them again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> and sometimes they end up showing up again, like, oh, them again. <laughs> um, uh, so I guess we're on to the next topic, which is Henry Allen returns, and of course that brings, which is really cool, Harry versus Joe versus Henry, um, which of, is cool.
0: Barry Allen. Ooh, yeah. That would be a good movie.
2: Yeah, which is cool. Before we recorded, we were talking about do we put VS or do we do V? So is it like a courtroom case they're doing? But um <laughs> Yeah, let's go to let's go to Amy. What did you think about this?
1: Um I enjoyed Henry Allen returning. I, I get why they brought him in because this was a sort of decision where you needed all of the the father figures and the major decision makers and the major players on the show involved. I think we would have lacked something if we had Henry if we had if Henry hadn't shown up. I'm still really suspicious of him. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his lack of presence, but I am still really suspicious that something is going on with Henry that he has not told us. But as far as some of my favorite moments tonight were those conversations between Harry and Joe and Henry when they're talking about Barry and then when Barry comes in there and talks to the three of them because these are three major father figures. Two were father figures to Barry. One is a father figure. Actually, two are a father figure to Iris, if you think about it. Henry's also, in many ways, a father figure to Iris. Oh, think about that. Joe is a father to both Barry and Iris. And then you've got harry who is a father to jesse but also has this connection with barry that was was for and cisco that was formed as a result of everything that they've been through and so these people care about barry but all three of them have different levels on which they're willing to risk joe's kind of sort of right in the middle henry is completely don't let him risk his life and harry is like yeah but here's the thing if he doesn't risk his life, he is sacrificing the lives of every other person here, which I still think could have been avoided if they had just poisoned Zoom with the <laughs> magic injection. If they just like given him an, an injection of, I don't know, ketamine or something. I mean, there are so many different sedatives he could have used to completely knock Zoom out. But anyway, I he guess did. he would have shed the, the sedative pretty quickly. But the bottom line is um, I really enjoyed these scenes. I've always been very impressed with the acting of these three gentlemen, and then you throw Gar- Grant Gustin in the mix, and those scenes—they're just powerhouses. They mm-hmm. really are. I—I I can't get over how much I love Tom Cavanaugh. I really just—they—they oh, they electrify the room.
0: It's not—it's not often we see. You know, we've seen them in the same room before. You know, like in season one, and so but we've never seen them all interact with each other in that big capacity, which I really loved. And you know, and it's not often we don't see on, on TV a lot that where when a character has, you know multiple father figures so it's either like a father and a mother figure and then a surrogate sibling or whatever so i thought it was really cool and i mean i agree with you amy something is freaking up with um (laughs) with uh, henry allen especially for the fact that oh his mother's maiden maiden name was garrick
2: yeah well that was really interesting because i was trying to connect it and i'm like that they're going somewhere with yeah, that. I mean, I, I, if I had a
0: whiteboard, see, I need to get, I need to get a whiteboard for these hikers. I can draw things like Victor like, Garber did. So, are we possibly looking into a Jay Garrick? That is, look, I think we all know that it's J G It's probably Jay Garrick under that iron mask. Oh yeah. But is there a chance that on Earth two, Barry's grandfather is Jay Garrick, and he will somehow look like John Wesley Ship?
2: If I remember correctly, I don't know if I'm getting. Again, I might be totally wrong, but you know, because flash mythologies it's kind of all over the place in the comics but i'm pretty sure jay garrick is related i think it's either it was Let it's not wally it it's yeah look it up it's it's either wally or barry he's related to like in the comics so i would like far distant relationship but they're have, related in some way
0: i mean i guess in the original continuity you know he because yeah. they're on separate herbs, i don't know if that was i mean i, don't I know would if- have
2: to look it up um i'm not Again, I'm not 100% sure on that. But, uh, yeah, going... The one problem I have with Henry is, like, I'm not sure if they're... Like, you guys are saying, and I totally agree, like, is something up with him? Or is it that he's been off the playing field because they don't know what to do with him? And that's what I got the vibe from um, with him in this episode, is that they brought him in because they felt like it was important to bring him in. But they haven't had a real place for him since season 1 but he's like well he's important a because he was the flash in the 90s so we wanted to still have him on the show and also cuz he's Barry's father so that's the weird place I'm in like I'm not sure if it's like they don't know what to do with him or that they do have something and I I'm, I'm leaning more of they don't know what to do with him that's what the vibe I got
0: i mean could, that's a really good point i mean he might just be busy with other projects or something or maybe And he... why bring him in this episode like i got yeah, he was busy it, making but... a treehouse yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that's important, shit, you all. Like, you know, treehouse takes a lot of work. I don't know what I'm talking. Yeah,
2: about. what? Yeah, what tree? Who is he building that treehouse for?
0: <laughs> girl, she, he was in jail for 14 years, and maybe he never had a treehouse as a kid. So maybe he's just catching up for lost. I I'm trying to find an excuse that where th- there is none. I mean, Amy said it pretty well a few minutes ago that we needed him there to kind of like you know because it was a big decision, but. You're right, they have... It's, it, one of the flaws of this show is that they really don't know... And th- that's the thing. I don't know if Henry really has a big role in the comics, but if he doesn't, then it kind of makes sense why I haven't heard much about it, because and maybe that's a challenge they're dealing with here, is because what are they supposed to do with him? You know, the whole thing last season was about, like, let's try and get him out, because he didn't do the crime. Now it's like, how do we... I mean, he is a scientist, so he could work at Starlight or something like that, but it's like, what can you do with him in terms of, like... Compelling stories and so on, but uh, but Amy, what do you think? Think about about why Harry's been Henry's been missing. I mean, yeah, about the whole Henry thing as a whole.
1: Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I have an opinion yet. I think, I think Cat nailed it on the mark. I think they just didn't know what to do with him because you have this father figure who we're used to and used to working with Team Flash, Joe, and then you have this almost antagonist father figure in Harry. I guess he's he's an anti-hero. He's not an antagonist. That's a bad way to say it because he's not the bad guy. But I, I don't know. I, I still would be suspicious that something's going on with Henry, but his reaction to everything that's happened with with Barry, I don't know if there's something else going on. So we'll find out. Also, I'm mm-hmm. you know what's really hard is having Henry and Harry in the same room because in mm-hmm. the British language, Harry is another way to say Henry. Like... King Henry VIII was known to his friends as Harry. Didn't just say so, Harrison.
0: It's,
2: well, it, but that's not what Cisco calls him, and that's not that's not his real name. Like I can't call him Harrison because that's a different guy. I have to call mm-hmm. him Harry now. And also, you know, it's so weird because uh, we talk about this on Legends Tomorrow podcast a lot. Well, on Legends you had Connor and Carter. We <sighs> mess, mess that up, uh, messed that up a lot. So but many then times. on Arrow you had Roy and Ray. So now in Flash you have Henry and Harry? Like, why can't we just have names that sound different? <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> we like I mean, our alliteration. Exactly. So so far, Supergirl is in the clear, but they still have, <laughs> hopefully, more seasons to come. Um, so we'll see.
0: Now, let's talk about, you know, we ha- we did talk about the rupture thing, uh, but also let's talk about the, the Ramon Butters because uh, not only do we see Dante Ramon from Earth 2, we do see Dante on Earth 1 and so on. Mm-hmm. They... Even though we didn't get a lot of rupture, rupture had a huge effect on their brotherhood and so on. So, Kat, what did you think about the status of the R- R- Ramon brother relationship uh, by the end of this episode?
2: Yeah, going back to what I early what I said earlier with rupture, it was my one of my favorite parts of the episode because it was this episode was Cisco centric, which I think we needed, and it wasn't just about his abilities. It was about his family, which we haven't really, uh, you know discovered that much about besides season one there is that one episode we had and now we're finally getting back to that and uh, i thought it was great and i love you know i think it easily could have been a thing where their relationship turned too quickly but because of um because of carlos's acting you see his face when um rupture dies he's like i can't let that happen to me you know i can't have my brother die one day, and I don't have a relationship with him. That's not going to happen. So he's the one who says, "Hey Dante, we got to change this." And then they both mutually agree. And it's also that moment where I love that Cisco um says, "Yeah, I, I have these powers." Like he, you know, this is a superhero show. People like how, you know, if they have powers or who they work for. But Cisco is so honest with his brother about that. I don't know if it's because it slipped or not. I I, I don't know. I would have to watch it again, but. I think it, there are so many great underlining things that if you do have a second viewing that you can catch between these two brothers that I hope I see more in uh, with the future. Yeah,
1: I thought it was cute. Um, I, I've i never, I'll be really honest, I, I know that you really love the Ramon mythology. I've never, I don't know, attached to it as much as you did. But I don't, I didn't, I liked it. I like seeing the two of them. I mean, Dante is kind of an ass. So I don't appreciate <laughs>
2: He's totally that he was old.
1: less of an ass uh, by the end of the episode. What I don't understand is when they get in a car and Kylo Ren, Star-Lord yeah. shoots his bolt of magic lightning at the car and explodes it and they drive off and then Dante's like, I'm going to need you to explain everything to me. Cut to black. <laughs> and then there's an entire car ride where Cisco just, gives him the cold shoulder <laughs> because then oh, later in the episode Dante's like I'm gonna need you to seriously explain it to me and I'm like what did what did you talk about on the way home like you just flip through the radio stations listen to some jazz maybe some uh, hip-hop country like what
0: exposition do you
1: what does he do but that's I'm, I'm like what did you do on the car ride home because that would have been real
0: awkward I mean maybe he just meant you you're gonna have to explain all of this to me when we get home and now we're not now we're in the car or something I don't know it's I didn't even think about that. I was like deleted
2: footage. So we'll see on the DVD what happened in, in the car. Then, I mean, yeah,
0: I just like I just like seeing those two actors interacting. So I don't. It's I'm more attached to you know Dante and Vibe and all those characters like in the comedy zone. and the show. We haven't really had a time. You know, he's only been in like two or three episodes, and uh, but I still really enjoyed it either way. And um, so yeah, but I'm glad that they kind of you know because of rupture they kind of healed their their. Relationship a lot and so because I mean they were the minute he gets to the bar you know they're just bickering and bickering and just making like I mean it was almost like a sass contest con. who can be mm-hmm. the sassiest out of the two of them
2: then uh, whoever wins pays the bill so I guess Cisco didn't win <laughs> I mean because well, he, he,
0: because he wanted to leave so you know like boys got to stay if he wants to try and win <laughs> yeah, but um, but now I want to talk about another relationship because oh my God, I've been waiting for. Weeks, weeks to talk about this. West Allen made a huge progression this week. And guys, I know it's a fictional relationship, but this matters beyond to me. So if I get deep into this, you know... Just get used to it because it's the way I am. So, Kat, what do you think of Iris's uh, convention to Barry about her-, her feelings for him and the progression they made in the relationship in this week's episode? Yeah, so let me state
2: first, because, you know, this is the first time I'm talking about the show on the podcast, is that I, I love Iris and Barry. I'm- I would love to see them together, um, but I will say... As much as I like that Iris, you know, talked to Barry and it is definitely built up well from previous episodes. I don't think this was the episode to do it because it just felt weird. I understood because like, oh my God, you know, Barry might die and, and Iris needs to say something. But it's not like that, that moment where Barry reveals it to Iris last season. It didn't feel that way. And then you don't have an ending because you have the, obviously the cliffhanger from this episode. So... I kind of wish they saved it for another episode. It just kind of felt rushed to me, and and you know, especially for you, Andy, like people that have been waiting for this for such a long time. I think they could have done more. And then the more I saw Iris in this episode, the sadder I got that they haven't utilized her a lot. And uh, even though she's like in the room, she doesn't, she still doesn't have an arc. And that's something that's been bothering me. And another uh, female character that I'm sure we'll talk about that's been bothering me also. But yeah, you know, I, I like the scene. I just either it could have been longer or. Maybe a different episode.
0: What do you think, Amy? See,
2: I'm going to have to completely disagree with
1: Kat,
0: which is (laughs) weird
1: because we usually agree on a lot of stuff. We do. We usually do. I thought that this was the perfect episode for it because to me, it felt very similar to the season finale of last year when the two of them, they had this very real moment when they were talking about whether Barry should go back and try to save his mom. And for me while that moment where Barry reveals his identity to Iris, that he loves her and kisses her before Weather Wizard does the tidal wave in episode 15 of last season, it's a beautiful moment. It's great. It's grand. But it's it's so comic booky. For me, I love those moments of unspoken chemistry. So I loved the moments where they were sitting there and you had, God, Grant Gustin's face as Barry's processing everything that she's telling him. And... She leaves the ball in his court, which is is almost more romantic than if they had started, you know, because they're getting closer and closer. You're sitting there going, oh, my God, they're going to kiss. They're going to kiss. They're going to kiss. They're going to kiss. And they didn't. But there's something to be said for Iris confessing how in love she is with Barry, trying to get him to understand that she has always loved him. But circumstances last year just weren't right. Right. And then letting him take a moment to process what she'd said. And she, she leaves. She says, I told you how much I love you. I am going to let you decide whether you and I still, if we still have something, if we have this powerful connection, and if you're ready. Because Barry has been waiting for her for so long, but this wasn't the time for him and her to get together. Now it's it's her turn to wait for him. And there's something very poetic and honest about that. And that's what I liked about this episode is for me, it felt very real and honest because a lot of times it isn't a huge... I love you. Make out, make out, make out. End up in the bedroom. See, <laughs> sometimes it's these beautiful moments where everything is spoken in their eyes. And for me, everything was spoken between the two of them and Barry processing what she told him because she she told him I she basically said, I love you. But last year I was with somebody else So those circumstances weren't right, but now you might die. So I'm going to tell you I love you, but I've been thinking about this for a while. So it's a lot to process for Barry, and ultimately, that wasn't the decision that he had to make tonight. So I guess I see where you're coming from, Kat, where you're like, Mm -hmm. so maybe we shouldn't have put this situation in there in the first place. But I do – I do appreciate though that they that bec- that they got this and they had this scene now before he got in the machine. Maybe just because I'm so obsessed with Fringe, and before <laughs> before 56, uh, a certain character gets in the machine in Fringe, there's a beautiful moment between that certain character and his or her certain <laughs> significant other
0: oh, that's very if similar. Be, could it be Anna? Uh, either Anna that's, that disappeared or Joshua Jackson's character that disappeared? I wonder. I'm not
1: telling be- you, Andy. You got to watch the show but, uh, five but i really i loved you it and i tweeted an out uh, I, I tweeted out a tweet that um that who needs a particle accelerator because the chemistry between the two of them could have powered the whole damn machine and candace Patton retweeted it and i am my twitter feed is blowing up west That's amazing but it's very true though i mean i loved i loved the chemistry and i loved the subtle chemistry involved And I love that Barry Allen had to think about it, that it isn't something where he's like, yeah, make out, because that's not necessarily real life. That's comic book. And I wanted the real life. It's like when a marriage proposal happens. Sometimes a marriage proposal is I want to marry you, but let's sit down and talk about are we having kids? Where are we going to live? What's our future look like? Like, let's actually talk about what the future is and what it could mean. But let's also acknowledge our mutual love for each other. So I really, really loved this scene. So I prepared a
0: statement for this because I mean, this. this Did is you my write name. it out or? I mean, look. You
2: prepared a statement. We are in court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there, there are there, there yeah. are drafts, there are notebooks. There's like, hey, there, there, that's where the magical whiteboard came from. I was writing my statement about West Alan. Um, I can see what what Cat is talking about in terms of that. Did it fit into this episode? Maybe, maybe not, but I do think that something that kind of reflects from last year's episode, from Out of Time, was that, you know, because they were possibly going to be dying and so on, maybe they wanted to be honest with each other, how they really felt. And, you know, there's, what was it that Eobard Fonz said last year, that the reason Iris didn't confess his feel, her feelings for him was because there wasn't that, what's that word called? There wasn't that pushing factor of you know like you know like this could be it you know it's either now or never and i feel in this you know and it also i think she also said it because i think she he she knew that barry needed some like look Barry's going for a pretty rough patch right now you know he's not been having the best couple of weeks
2: i mean by the end of the episode he's in I mean, a oh real God, rough like,
0: patch <laughs> it's like talk about being the worst that's that must be like the worst monday ever like you know you think you think our regular people have worse mondays Look at that poor fella. Um, but, you got
2: compare yourself to Barry.
0: I mean, of course. But the thing was that I felt that, you know, it was one of the things that this DC TV universe lacks is mature romances. I like what you were saying, Amy, that she, all she did was just confess and say, the rest is up to you, Barry. It wasn't like, you know, I love you, I love you, and then, you know, t- you know, tongue in your mouth or whatever. And so it's like, you know, I, I was talking to uh, a good friend of mine up on Twitter today, and she was talking about the fact that, you know, like, are they rushing this relationship and so on? Because, you know, in television these days, for some reason, love is not allowed to stick, you know, stick forever without any breakups or troubles and so on. Um, but I think with West, you know, West Allen, like, I feel that this was a great first step. But it's like we're nowhere near yet you know, of them, like you know, getting together and starting, you know, being, in, you know, kissing and loving and so on. I think this was a huge step, but we're still like you know, we we might still not see them get together until season uh the end of season three or something like that. We're gonna we're gonna build up to that and so on. But the thing is, you're Amy, what you said about um the particle accelerator being, you know, what was what you, say it one more time that you said about that using <laughs> the particle
1: that was Basically, so their their chemistry could have sparked the particle accelerator.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. And also like would you guys agree that this is one of the few rare mature relationships that we have like, in t- terms of like, you know, will they or won't they, you know, really good friend like it's one of the mo- most rela- m- most mature ones we have. In, in
2: like DC TV or in like Yeah, I mean, bet-
0: yeah, yeah, between Flash and uh, um, Supergirl Legends that show about a Archer that, that, that did things, but now it's about someone right. else. Like, would you guys agree that it's this is one of the more mature ones that we have? Oh
2: man, that's hard. You know, I know Lila and Diggle don't get a lot of screen time, but I, I'm guessing that would be the more mature yeah. one. Ray and Kendra. Uh, they that's hard because they started out real strong, but yeah, <laughs> I
1: I don't know if I'd say mature is the right word, but there's something to be said for a slow burn that happens when all the pieces are on the board. Like, there's something, it's almost Castle, the idea that you have two characters who have admitted very much that they care for each other, and it's also Fringe, and a little bit of uh, of a couple other different TV shows, um, but the idea of, of two characters who have admitted their mutual love and affection for each other, but also admitted that now's not the perfect time for a relationship, and that's very real and honest, and I like that. I like that it seems honest and real. I think that maybe we could question Iris' decision now to to reveal to Barry because you wonder if, okay, well, is she only choosing to love Barry because the universe is telling her? Or is the universe telling her that she needs to love Barry? I mean, you look at it two different ways. She's sitting there and she basically says, so here's the thing. The future says I marry you. A different universe says I marry you. Even my own father wants me to marry you. So is she in love with Barry because she's in love with Barry, or is she in love with Barry because she thinks that she's supposed to be in love with Barry?
2: I mean, or loves the idea of being in love with Barry. No, I think. Yeah, but I, she really well. I, I that might not even be. I I I think in the future we will see more with Barry and Iris, and we'll see Earth One Barry and Iris, what what the relationship's all about. But maybe mind frame of Iris right now. We don't know what well, Amy I do agree with that
0: I mean I don't see it I don't see it her you know just like forcing herself to love Barry that way just because Earth 2 West Allen says so or you know future West Allen says so I think it's kind of like you know it's kind of like a wake-up call like, you know th- th- you know maybe she's always had those feelings but she just didn't know they were there because you know they did grow up together in the same house not as brother and sister technically you know they were just you know friends living in the same house because Joe is the best dad ever to take care of Barry when his mom died. And so I think he was more like you know she's accepting that you know she's getting you know she's someone is calling her and it it's a wake up call from the universe saying that girl you have feelings for this guy. And so I don't think it's her like just going with what the universe is saying I think that's that's not really who Iris is I think she kind of like she's li- she's not thinking where her she's thinking with her heart and realizing that she has those feelings and that's what that's what I you know accept to believe in and so, but I just don't think Iris would just go with well it's like saying you know oh well because the fortune cookie told me told me that I have feelings very I should probably just go with that I mean I don't think that's the case here at all I think she you just know, but I have like, feelings
1: I like what I uh, what Kat says about Iris loving the idea of being in love. Because that's also a very real emotion. There are some people who, who like the idea of being in love despite the fact that they're not in love. I don't think that's the case, but I think it's something interesting to think about.
0: I mean, can, yeah, can yeah. you still see with it as a genuine th- thing, though? Like, you know, like, can you still see it as a genuine love, or is it just because you're like, oh, I got a suggestion? Like, it's kind of like Inception. They put an idea in your head and you kind of just go with it and so on. Like, could, could it still see, be seen as genuine, though? Because that's kind of like what's important to me. I think
2: because you thing. know the comics, you know it's genuine. Um, yeah, it's. I think we don't, I, you can't, with this one scene, we can't really know until Barry comes back what, because Iris, with Iris's feelings that with the season, the past couple episodes because she doesn't get enough screen time, it's more Candace having amazing acting and showing looks a lot of the times of like when she's talking about Barry, so I think it's uh, we're going to have to see more dialogue between them to learn their true feelings.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think I think it's a great start though, and I feel like you know they're doing you know, you know they're you know it wasn't too much, it wasn't too little either, it was just just the perfect amount. And when Barry's eyes just lit up, like you know because you know how long he's been waiting for that, I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> how come is it that every time Grand Gustin cries, we cry? Like it's like it's almost oh you, you, we don't have a choice. If he cries, you're gonna cry with him. Like it's you know. There's no, you know, I want to, I don't want to. You just have to. And
2: Joe. Whenever Joe cries, I oh, gets me.
0: Remember the time when he said, you know, the, the world may need to fly, but I still need my out I'm like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, but is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of the? Um, I mean, we. Can, I guess we can talk, tie it into you know at the end of what happens. So, yeah. So okay. So Amy, so did anything happen in the last like five or ten minutes of the episode? Like, nothing really happened, right, this week.
1: Yeah, no big deal. I mean, Barry
0: Allen only died. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it so. happens to all of us, and then we just come back. Yeah, Nine no big. Ba- <laughs> totally no biggies. So,
1: so these last couple of minutes. Really, really well done. So basically, Barry Allen, you know, after the entire catastrophe with Zoom and the fact that he killed multiple cops, people that Barry Allen has sworn to protect, after all of that, Barry is like, look, the risk is worth it. I will take whatever's risks ne- whatever risk is necessary to get my speed back and to save the day. So they put Barry in the machine and they are going to recreate the particle accelerator blast by doing essentially what they did in the Flashpoint comic, which is to chain, basically chain him up in the machine, inject him with the exact same chemicals that were in the lab the night that the explosion happened or the, the, the uh, accelerator explosion happened And then strike him with lightning because that's not painful or anything, which is is a huge thing to think about, too. Because not only is Barry like, I want my speed bag. He's also willing to endure an extraordinary amount of pain to get it. So then after they inject him and they get the magic Harry Potter wand and they shock him with lightning he did yell expecto patronum which is fantastic and totally irrelevantly i was watching prisoner of azkaban on freeform before i watched the flash live so i was in super harry potter mode it's one of the but best harry potter they, movies
0: by the way just saying
1: he he put him in the he puts him in the machine they inject him with the chemicals very painful they inject him with the lightning bolt and he explodes i have yeah. a theory basically an idea of what's happened but Kat let's start with you what did you think about this whole situation
2: well I mean there's stuff connected to it we'll we'll talk about that after which is what made me geek out but yeah I mean when that happened obviously it's like oh well Barry's dead he's not dead so what I'm thinking obviously well, I don't not. think he's on a he can't be he can't and I'm I'm thinking he's not on another earth so I think he's within the speed force you know that's that's my idea. I'm curious of how they're going to deal with that in the next episode and how, especially with what happened in this episode, how much screen time Barry's going to get. Will it be that it will be a whole Barry episode or will it, they be focusing on the aftermath of these other characters and then focusing on Barry way more in the next episode? So I'm curious of like how much we're going to get next episode with Barry. Um, but yeah, I think he's within the Speed Force. That's my guess. That
0: makes Andy? Andy? Oh, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I think when they were shooting episode twenty one, I think that's when he flew down to LA mm. to film the crossover. So if he's not in this episode a lot next week, that might be the reason why. It, because he he might have flown down to um to do the crossover. But I think he. You know, we've seen photos with him and Kevin Smith together on set and so on on the on their Twitters and Instagrams. So I wouldn't know about that. But no, but I. Look, it it is funny because, you know, you know, people like Kat and I, we you know, we we read the comics. We know that, you know, dead isn't always dead and someone like The Flash when they disappear, you know, like <laughs> F- no, they they're they're dead. They're not dead, they're they're trapped in the speed for it. But yet I got so emotional seeing that for some reason. I'm like I'm like, Annie, you get yourself together. He he's alive. He's alive, he's gonna come back. But it was still just because I'm like, I can't believe how we're already doing this in season two of the show. It's like this is the kind of thing you would do in season three or four, I maybe mean, even five, because it's a huge thing. And like Amy said, it is a it is a huge nod to Flashpoint. Now, I don't think Flashpoint has happened because of Ed, but I think it's a nod to that. This may not be the only time he has to go through something like this to get his powers back. Um, I was devastated having to see, you know, like it was devastating seeing all of their faces when he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Although. When Iris just yelled, I mean, I fell apart. I was like, I can't. I, this is too much for me. And uh, I'm, I, I'm just glad that Caitlyn wasn't there because if she had to witness a third man that she cares for in her life vaporize in front of her, I mean, like, look, she's gonna have to go. Like, she's gonna need like therapy sessions like for the rest of her life.
2: I mean, so- I think she already. Yeah, I think she already needs that. Also, just quickly, Andy, talking about Caitlyn, I just want to quickly say. I I don't I did not like how they handled Caitlyn in this episode. Me I mean, either. how many times are you gonna make this girl a damsel in distress? It's like it's crazy how many times they did it this season, and I feel so bad for Caitlyn because I mean, I like the idea in this episode where they mentioned like, oh, you have a darker part, which in uh, darker, I guess, uh, soul I didn't, in a way. I
0: didn't get it all, but I'm like, wait, what are you talking about?
2: I guess because she has what? the potential to go evil, yeah. and I'm like, all right,
0: cool. But when I see that, that's the thing that I was like, wait a minute, okay, you can say one thing, but you need a reason to why you it. said that. Because I mean, Killer Frost, that's his reason. Yeah. But there's... Anyway, there's nothing to- with- Okay, sorry, go on.
2: Yeah, so what I... I mean, I like that idea about... Um, about her having this darker part of her. I thought that was interesting. And maybe we could see her as a hero on the team, but maybe one like Harry, where she will be like, no, let's do this. She'll do the more... um Maybe the more gray-lined area. the in, It's not totally black and white. And I hope we see that. Because I've been really disappointed with Caitlyn. I think she was utilized as this total damsel zone distress. With how they're dealing with her with Zoom. Um, I'm, I'm just really disappointed. And I hope they do something with her. Honestly, I would give her powers at this point. Do something. Because they really don't know what to do with that character. And it's so sad to see her every week. Just like on the sidelines. Especially this week. It was most evident.
0: I mean, I I feel ya, yeah, and I feel... I mean, look, if there, once again, this show has very few flaws, but if it's one flaw that this show has is that sometimes they don't really treat their female characters well enough. Either, you know, with Iris' case, she gets... She's not so much a devil in distress, as often she's more just, like, put on the sideline and, you know, doesn't really get to do much. While Kaylin is the one that may have to be saved a lot. So, and once again, like, listeners... Before you start hitting the keyboard and whatnot and so on, mm-hmm. we're not, in, you know, we're not trashing these characters and so on. We're saying this because we love these characters and we want them to get the respect that they deserve. So, exactly. before you start tweeting, say, you know, oh my god, the Flashpocket, they don't like iron and Canada. It's like, no, we don't like how they're being treated. We love them just as much as you guys, you guys do. So, you know, I mean, we deal, more, me specifically, I deal with a lot of hate on the internet and so on as it is. So, I just want to give that disclaimer before we go on. So, we're we're on your page. We're all good. So, yeah, I agree. It's look, all I want for Camille this this season is happiness. and for Iris to be more useful. So, like I want women these these women. And also Jessie Quake, actually on this topic, Jessie Quake, She was in the half of the appearances she's done this season. She was just being kept as a prisoner. Mostly. And they never
2: dealt with the psychological trauma of being a prisoner. And that kind of bothered me uh, with Jesse's arc, which we, I mean, we'll get into Jesse, but that kind of bothered me that she's okay and she was kidnapped for that long. It's like, you can't be okay after that. And um, I wish they delved into it, but they never did. Yeah, Uh, there's there's only so
0: much you can do, and, you know, I mean, taking the 60 minutes, but, you know, if you trim out the commercial zone, there's only so much you can do within 42 minutes of an episode. But then Um, why
2: have Henry in this episode? Why not focus more on these type of things that we're talking about? So... Yeah, I mean it gets complicated, but I
0: mean you might play into similar to how Fia had to deal with her bloodlust after she became Speedy. You know, once Jesse becomes, you know, well, mm-hmm. See, yeah, this doesn't what... work. She Jesse Quick becomes Jesse Quick. That sounds so weird to me. But like when she becomes her quicker, Jesse Wells
2: becomes Jesse Quick. <laughs> okay, well, there we go.
0: So when she becomes Jesse Quick, she. While d- during her heroism, she might have to deal with those effects, but um but yeah, just to kind of like you know con- you know we we will get into caitlin and um jo- and Wally and Jesse, but like just to conclude, you know Barry disappearing, and so on. Like, I mean that, it, I mean imagine like seeing him just trapped in the Speed a lot next week. That's going to be, I mean who knows? I mean there's a reason the episode is called Runaway Dinosaur. Like, are we? I mean, are we potentially seeing him go into the Stone Age, maybe? Because that did happen in the comics at one point, I think. In the New
2: 52, um, he was stuck in the Speed Force with these, like, different versions of, like, I think it was Captain Cole was in, or one of his villains was there, and um, it was, like, kind of this more dinosaur-type era I didn't really like the arc I'm gonna say. But I thought
0: it was it interesting. I mean the arc was really beautiful because Brett Boop he's is one of the most amazing artists on DC, but um but Amy, what do you okay, so now Amy, get into your theory because I wanna hear what your theory is. Very spiraling. Uh, well,
1: real fast on the Caitlin situation, Kat, I totally agree with you. I, I'm getting frustrated with her damsel in distress because sure, she figured out how to use a phone. You think she could have called for some help? Or I don't know, used a paperclip to undo the handcuffs that she was in because (laughs) it it, it, or i don't know like move the table zoom can't always be there he doesn't have a camera on her yes he's perceptive but he wasn't always there like when when he was clearly at the police station it seems to me that she could have called for help and had someone get her out that being said zoom probably could have come found her again but maybe if she'd stayed in the magic i don't know she could have been in the uh in the the, the pipeline that would have protected her bottom line is i agree i'm a little bit frustrated with where they're going with Caitlyn's character i think that the most dynamic thing we've had with caitlin has been killer frost this season so they're having trouble nailing down what they want to do with caitlin which is concerning for her overall outcome and possible <laughs> well-being I a
0: follow-up question
2: mm-hmm. Go for
0: it. would you guys at this point be happy if she becomes killer frost Earth one whether I mean, she's a I- villain or hero
2: I wanted that since day one. So I think because we love Caitlyn, or at least you know she's a cool character, she's a hero. <laughs> it cool. never a cool character. We it was never written in stone that Killer Frost had to be a villain, and we just talked about her Two is the complete opposite. So why can't we see again? Caitlyn doesn't have to be complete barrenness and be like. And Cisco you know, is an evil vibe. Yeah, like why can't we she have can be Elsa um, basically? With, <laughs> yeah, but maybe with a you know. I don't, because Elsa has a lot of dimensions. I don't want to say with with more dimensions, but different dimensions with her. Like, she has struggles in her life. She can deal with that with her abilities. seems like she has kind of troubled childhood. Like, why are we not digging into this stuff?
1: Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Um, As far as the particle accelerator goes, stuff, I also agree that Barry Allen is probably basically trapped in the Speed Force. Someone tweeted me, and I think they nailed it. They said that Barry Allen probably literally just ran so fast that he exploded like he didn't run so fast his cells went so fast that he 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 eventually he essentially tracked himself in the speed force because the speed force was there we know we can suspect because it exploded outward and has now created we can we can assume wally and jesse as speedsters So I think the next episode, this is another Fringe reference. Every episode 19 of Fringe, every season, there's always some wacky, weird episode. Like one episode, it was animated. Another episode, the guy was on LSD. There are always these weird, wacky episodes where it it almost doesn't make any sense.
0: I will totally watch it now. It's animated.
1: But for the next episode, um, I I like the idea of the Speed Force sort of manifesting all of Barry's issues and he's trying to get back to the real world, but maybe there's part of Barry that is scared about what he has to face that is scared and terrified that he won't be able to defeat zoom. And that the idea of maybe staying in this limbo reality is more appealing than going back to the real life. It's the, it's the total idea of purgatory and of the, you know, if you, when you're dying, and people, you know, have to have to find the will to live because dying is easy. Choosing to live is harder. And so maybe that's kind of where we're going to see Barry. Maybe this next episode is, is actually genuinely more like an acid trip. Maybe his mind is all warped and his mind and the speed force are twisted around because on top of everything, Barry is screwing around with the speed force once again. And it's probably really freaking pissed. And so maybe they gave him some Speed Force LSD and he's just going to be tripping and maybe that's where the dinosaurs come in because I love the idea of Barry Allen just like chilling in his made-up Central City and then a dinosaur just kind of runs runs through Central City.
0: He has to talk though. He has to be talking. It would be
2: ridiculous. talking dinosaur. No, but that would take away from Gorilla Grodd. We'll we'll stick with uh, regular dinosaur, but he could look cartoony. Where's your
0: your (laughs) imagination, Cat? Let him talk. Animals talking are the cutest um that's true. true now okay so one of the reasons cat really was excited <laughs> to come on this episode was to talk about uh, the repercussions of this experiment because we now have two new speakers so cat <laughs> geek out about jesse quick and wally West for for us oh but, man
2: i have to geek out this is this was why i want to be on this episode and like we just ran step.
0: out of time so we'll, join us next week no, i'm kidding no go go
2: <laughs> What? No. Um, what I like is now, throughout the whole season, I'm wondering, well, first of all, when Wally and Jesse were first cast, I'm like, alright, they're going to be speedsters pretty early on, and, and the whole season's going to be about Zoom trying to steal their powers. And that was before we knew that Jay was Zoom, or, you know, <laughs> that's a longer story. But that's what I thought it was going to be. And obviously, that's not what happened. And then you get introduced to these characters, and you think, when Jesse was first introduced, I'm like, alright, you know, she was hit with the particle accelerator in Earth 2. That's what's going on. Didn't happen. She was kidnapped. I thought maybe she had the, her speed there, and she didn't. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And then you, you're hearing more about the speed force formula. All right, uh, we're going to see Jessie maybe um, crack the speed force formula, and she repeats it, she repeats it. That's her mantra. She gets the speed force. That still might still happen in the next episode with the speed force formula, but that might happen. But, you know, what's so cool about this, because, you know, same for Wally. I didn't think Wally would get his speed for so we didn't really know him that much until these or, these episodes now, which I'm really enjoying Wally, um, with these current episodes and delving a little deeper into his relationship, um, especially with his father. Interestingly enough, what I love about Wally and Jesse getting their abilities together is that they both have complicated relationships with their fathers, And I think that will play really well in these next couple of episodes and maybe how they could kind of bond. Uh, but yeah, they get their powers together. And what I love about this is that they could train together. They could teach each other new things. And, uh, I, I think with Barry and the Speed Force, we are gonna see Wally and Jesse learn about the Speed Force, and maybe kind of be the Flash heroes for, for that episode. Kind of be the town's Flash, because our city's Flash. Because we don't have a Flash right now, and everyone knows that. But if you do have, because Jesse probably will get that other costume from Trajectory. Tra- trajectory I can't say that. You know okay. what I mean. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think she'll get that costume out. I and mean, maybe Wally will borrow one of Barry's old costumes, and we'll see that in this coming next coming episode. I mean, that's like dream come true type thing. I don't know <laughs> if it'll happen, but those are my guesses. But I geeked out so much. You know they got the speed, and uh, I hope they they really pick up with it right in the next episode. I don't want them to wait. Let's just see the speed yeah. force and, and see how they deal with it. I so. mean, poor,
0: poor Barry, who had to sleep for like nine Months of a coma if these two are just like walking after just being hit. And so, I, you know, when Barry comes back, he's like, What gives? Why did you guys get to. Why did you. Why did you get put in a coma? He's gonna
2: freak. He's gonna freak he's gonna, out. He's, out. Gonna be,
0: he's gonna be looking up to the sky, like, You know, what gives? What gives? But, um, but I, you know, I've been waiting. You, know, you just, you know, even though I'm not as. You know, I, you know, I don't have anything against Jesse Quay. I become a huge fan of her because of Violet Bean, because she's so freaking lovely. And I am. I got so excited about it. I, I figured, you know, oh, oh, I'm like, it was so cute when Harry and Joe were like, you know, well, we we're going to make sure that no one else gets hit by particle accelerator, accelerator explosion. I'm like, you know, mm hmm, boo, okay, you keep telling yourself that. Um, because I'm like, sweetie, it's not going it, to, that's not going to be the case. And someone is going to get hit as well. I mean, and, they made
2: it obvious. The so one thing I'd also want to mention, sorry to cut you off, Andy, no, it's all right. is that. In this episode, it was so obvious they both were getting it by the beginning because they're like, they're stuck in a room for the whole episode. Which was so funny it's like, it was i loved it, it
0: <laughs> they look like two two like puppies that need really they really need to get out and pee and so on because like can we go out now they're like no and they uh, will
2: they'll be the puppies of the show and i'm so cool with that and uh yeah kind of so becoming... they're in this room this whole time and like and they're both the potential speedsters no, okay. while the particle accelerator is going on and like you're not fooling us right yeah. here it's just like when's this gonna happen? And of course, you don't get to see anything until next episode.
0: I mean, I pretty much feel that these two are becoming the Roy and Fia, uh, mm-hmm. the Flash. Um, I mean, I feel Jesse Quick is a lot like Fia if you think about it, which uh, is probably why I love both characters. But... I mean, I, now remember, Mia is very different from Fia in the comics. So you know, it's like, I mean, you're you're loving two separate characters when it comes to Speedy
2: definitely I, and I love them both love them yeah, both yeah um, you know, but you could say the same thing about Jesse too they're two completely different characters but I love their iterations into the DCTV universe
0: I mean I feel it's almost safe to say that Violet bean she's gonna get promoted for series regular. it's mm-hmm. you know got listeners listeners it's just prediction don't go around and say the flash pus to this like I, I I'm just saying that this is what I think will happen I think vi bean will become a series regular which would be really nice because we do need more female characters on the show and you know I'm I'm starting to kind of feel like Jesse and Wally ship, you know, quick west. I could feel it.
2: I could. I could see that. I want them to be friends first because I'm really excited to see again their partnership. I think that's going to be so interesting.
0: But um, now, Amy, what did you think about uh, the transformation that Wally and Jesse had to go through? And like, what are your prospects about their speedy futures? Uh, I you really enjoyed speedy. the. <laughs> Sorry.
2: What? When you said speedy, it's just like a thinking Thea. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's it's
1: a good, <laughs> a good reference. Um, I really I really like their partnership. Like you said, Kat, I love seeing them kind of like in in the room together and, and I'm like, oh Geez, I wonder how they're going to get their powers when the two of them are in this magic room trapped together in the midst of a particle accelerator. I like that. I thought it was really cute. I enjoy seeing their relationship. I like the idea of seeing them as two, as like the, the cop buddies going to save the day and being all speedster-like. I mean, I think it's just going to be adorable. I'm really liking what we're seeing.
0: Do you think, if, I was just saying a few minutes ago that I think that by all being who plays being Quick, I think she's going to get promoted for series regular next season. Would you be up for that?
2: Well, I know. I'm up for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm totally down for that. Yeah, more female characters also. And, uh, I mean, also, um, while you were gone, um, um, Jesse, not Jesse, um Kat and I we were talking.
2: That's my nickname now, yeah. Jesse Quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, if you're not cosplaying as her but at Comic-Con, I mean, I'm going to be disappointed in you. But, like, if, I did, and I,
2: I, if I did cosplay, she'd be the first one on the list.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Kat and I were talking about uh, maybe a little... Maybe a little ship between this, these two eventually, you know, Quick West, West Quick. Would you be game for that too, Amy? That's a good ship name, by the way, West Quick. I like that. I'm going to say that. I kind of like that. I like yeah.
2: Westquick also.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, these two are, they are pretty much the Roy fear of the show, uh, except that one of them is not going to leave the two seasons and one of them is not going to be, you know, put in the background, like... Speedy, so, uh, I mean, also, I almost wonder if the explosion actually did maybe create a few new humans. You, know, you know, remember, we were just inside seeing what was happening, we don't know what happened outside, so, you know, do you think there's a chance that maybe other people were hit too, because, you know, like, look, this was gonna go to hell either way, so whatever Harry keeps saying, you know, oh, I'm gonna make sure that it doesn't hit anyone else, like, please, no, I'm, you know, do, do you feel like there's, a, there's a chance that maybe other people have been hit now as well and maybe create, you know, more metahumans? It's possible. Anything's possible. I mean, I would just love it if it was, you know, just creating a bunch of metahumans over the whole world somehow. But, you know, I mean, I can't ask for too much. But overall, uh, also just one last thing before we wrap up. All the nerd references in this episode, World of Warcraft, Harry Potter, Harry Potter Convention, uh, The Prince's Bride, uh, French. I mean, isn't Cisco just the greatest? Seriously, yeah,
2: This is great with all the nerd references. They're they're always good with that.
0: But uh, but any final thoughts on uh, this week's episode of the Flash that you wanna bring up before we go to the feedback section? More Jesse. More Jesse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably one of my Lately favorite
0: also. episodes. No, I said it's probably one of my favorite episodes we've had so far. Oh, it's totally one of my favorites, and um, and not only. Only three more left, and then we're done for season two. So, okay, guys, before we get to the the feedback section, um, Amy had to step away, so but she will be back next week uh, with us to talk about the flash. So, kinda we're gonna, we're gonna finish out this episode with some feedback, and then uh, plugging what's uh, happening next week. Uh, so. So from Twitter, we had so many tweets, you guys. So from at crispy forty seven, our good friend Chris Barnes, uh, he sa- he went, "Oh, what? Where did Barry go? I thought we might get a f- more Flashpoint ish re- recreation of Flash. Still awesome." At re underscore encok says, "Interesting so far. I have a feeling Earth One Henry Allen is a bad guy, and that Barry's real dad is the guy in the Iron Mask." I mean,
2: yeah, interesting twist
0: but but uh, i don't know how they get it
2: out of that yeah with all jay garrick stuff yeah i mean i feel
0: we need to kind of take care of jay garrick um so
2: the real jay garrick (laughs) i
0: mean exactly the real the real the real jj um at tct Gamus, uh the z said he tapped into the speed force and now jesse and wally got hit with the accelerator with some new speedsters yes yes indeed at Night Rider607602 said, Crazy episode, but I give it to Cisco tonight. He was on point. Yeah, Cisco's always on point. I think I don't think there's been ever an episode where Cisco hasn't been good.
2: I agree with you. I I don't I can't recall an episode.
0: At Demo315 says, As soon as I saw his skin as as soon as we saw his skin melting off, we knew things were going south. Love this not to flashpoint. Now, I'm lo- I love how many fans there are of Flashpoint, you know, how many Flashpoint fans that are out there, you know, that, you know, know, we had actually a listener recently, I don't remember his name, I think he's, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to be listening to this week's episode. He was hearing us talking about so much about Flashpoint that he went out and got the book and he loved it. He was like, oh, I totally get now why you mentioned so much on the show.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I think also because Flashpoint is, you know, how a lot of people got into the New 52 and the New 52 got a lot of new readers into comics. So I think that's why it's such a prominent Flash story because... And but, also, they they kind of utilize it in the show different ways. Obviously, yeah. not the way they, they did in the comic, but...
0: I think they're saving it, though. That's why I think they're, like, you know, they're giving us, like, you know, well, here's kind of, like, the concept of what the story is, mm-hmm. and so on. And then once we, you know... I mean, how cool would it be if the, the next um, crossover with, like, maybe Arrow Legends, you know, it's Flashpoint crossover. Like, you know, the, you know it becomes Flashpoint, and then, you know, the second, second third episode of whichever show it would be would have but to then be cool. you don't
2: know what happens to the multiverse i mean we were just discussing that before if flashpoint happens would they merge into one would you know because now we have um we have dc rebirth where we're seeing the worlds are you know there's more than one world so i think that's where it gets uh a little confusing but yeah it'd be a lot of fun if they could somehow do it on on the show or on all these shows
0: yeah um- at American underscore red thirteen says it looks like Kid Flash and Jesse Quick are about to make an entrance, but seriously, WTF man um uh, Knowledge at Knowledge is power says Epi, ep, ep, episode was the bomb. Everyone under A plus game at Canis Keepy and at Grand Guns made made us cry. We almost got a heart attack with at John with his ship. Oh yeah. I mean he something is up with him. Something is yeah, like I got really I when he fell apart has kind of similar to how Quentin did when you know laurel died on air recently um it mm-hmm. was kind of like oh my god please don't tell me he's getting a heart attack because it is As paradox kid which is an awesome name by the way great episode zoom is badass but i feel like he's owed and he i feel he's owed an, an award for the mo- for most disgr- disgruntled boss on any earth yeah I, I don't think anyone should work for zoom i think it's you know it's probably like crappy payment and you know Poor benefits, very. Uh, I mean,
2: very poor benefits. You end up dying in the end. So. Yeah.
0: Without life insurance, you can't get it. Like you, you can't send your your spouse or your family any like money or something. Uh, at J. Do fifteen says Very Island is in the speed for it and will come back in the season finale and Black Flash, but will be will be the villain for season three. So got a little bit of prediction going on there. Um, I mean, I think we will see him by episode twenty two because we know Black Siren we play by the amazing Katie Cassidy will be showing up and we know he's going to go up against, you know, she's going to go up against the flash. So I don't know if he's going to be gone that long. And I black flash, you know, I mean, zoom does act a lot like black flash in this case, but I think black flash would be good to have as a separate character on the show. What do you think? What do you think?
2: I, for a big bad, I don't want any more speedsters. I would really like to focus on, another type of villain i don't know who exactly grod. i don't i was gonna say i was just gonna mention grod like i don't know if i want him for a full season though no i yeah. think
0: you know what i think they're gonna do i think they're gonna do you know what once upon a time usually does waste you know they split yeah up. like the half season yeah type. like the first nine ten episodes is Grodd, and then the, the last 13 episodes are maybe the rogue or something like that yeah um, and that's
2: the thing now that you know captain cold and heat wave aren't really villains anymore it's kind of well hard to, here's so. the
0: thing they're casting two new series regulars for like uh, so i mean look they not all of them can stay and i think remember they do have prison breaks so you know true.
2: but they it would be weird if they became villains again no, no, be no. Like, oh, i could see heat,
0: heat wave could snap into a villain like. Like that. I like snapping. And Captain Colt, look, we there's so much we don't know about him still that I, you know, it could happen. But at Jizzy Rock says, Excellent episode, Arrow could learn something. Great drama and set up coming. Um, I mean, look, I love giving Arrow a hard time. And Arrow,
2: well, tomorrow, I don't know when you guys are listening,
0: but... This would come on Wednesday. He
2: is... He is coming, going on vacation. So
0: and then Alex is going <laughs> to is going to her as because oh, it, because no other guy, you know, because Roy is the only one who's perfect for her. So True. I mean, look, DG Assassin was a total douche, and Alex, look, Alex is a douche. Look at that face. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh no I'm, way. I'm, I'm kidding. No way. Um, let's. I want
2: go. him just to be uh, just real quick. I'm just gonna say I would like him to be. Um, He's a plain old guy. That'd be nice in the DCT TV universe. Just having a plain old guy. He's um, working
0: for Ru- Ruvet Adams. It's true. I mean, there's not I much... Know. I mean... Oh, Lord, that's... Uh, I mean, look, no one is good on air. That's just That's just it. I mean, look, they've ruined, they've ruined everyone on that show. Ah, Thea. Thea's my girl. Well, that's because she doesn't get to do anything. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's read an email also from Greg... A. H, who says he, t- he labeled the emo no fringe on earth 2 the revelation that the tv show fringe does not exist on earth 2 was just as shocking to me as it was to cisco especially since the flash just like fringe relies heavily on the existence of two parallel universes and worlds iris finally finally reveals her feelings to barry one of the best west island moments ever and at least now we know how jesse and wally got their speed awesome episode greg age greg H. Uh, that's an awesome email. It kind of sums up a lot of what we were saying in this uh, in this episode. Um, yeah, once again, guys, we got a lot of feedback, but we're running out of time, so we're not gonna be able to get to all of them. But thank you guys so much, as always, for tweeting in your thoughts and emailing your your thing your your, your thoughts and speculations about each episode. If you wanna have your feedback read on the show, just tweet us at the Flash Podcast at the, on Tuesday nights or email us uh, to at to the gmail.com, and we will read as many as we have time on the show because we mean you know, the show is for you guys and so on, so as many you know as many of your voices that we can you know we can bring up as you know the better so thank you again so much for for, for expressing your thoughts about the episode now we're going to get to some plugs now and then we're going to Get to a brief spur section for next week's episode. So Cad, first of all, thank you so much for coming on for this episode. Now where can people find you on the interwebs besides the legends of Tomorrow Podcast?
2: Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. And for me, go check out my YouTube channel. Uh it's Hayden claire Heroes, but you can type in comic you know my group uh YouTube channel Comic Frontline, we do a couple of podcasts there and you know cool comic videos. Uh also write for a couple of websites. I'm the comic editor over at the Marvel Report. Uh I write for the weekly pull and entertainment fuse. And you go check out my comic book, uh, like Father Like Daughter. We have issue one and issue two out and very soon we'll have issue three.
0: Do you ever sleep? Like that's how, that's you make me feel old by doing so many projects.
2: I, I don't I don't think I sleep. That's it's a lot. <laughs> and, and
0: guys, she's also graduating from college pretty soon, so I am. So it's like, you. you know, you've been you've been up to a lot of things. Uh, and you guys, you know, you know where you can find this amazing podcast at theflashpodcast.com. That's where you can get all the latest news and trailers and descriptions for the episodes of The Flash. Well, we're almost pretty much done, you know. Uh, we, have the, we have the description for episode 21 for The Runaway Dynasty, which is directed by Kevin Smith. We have the description for Invincible, which is episode 22, which will be starring Katie Cassidy as Black Siren. So, you know, there's not, you know, Right now, there's not a lot of news up and so on, but yeah, like you know, that's where you can get your news on about the Flash, you know, with the news traders and description stuff like that. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, and Periscope, all under the Flash Podcast. So if you're on social media, you're looking for like, where can I find a, where can I find the Flash Podcast? Just type in at the Flash Podcast, you will find us. And you can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, which you know you can do that as well with Legends of Marvel Podcast. And Definitely head to iTunes, subscribe to us, and t- please take a few moments if you, if you wouldn't mind, because it does help us so much if you do. Rate and review us on iTunes, let us know what you think about the podcast, hit us with some 5 stars and let us know what you love about the show, because the more reviews and, and this goes for all the podcasts on DC Podcast Network, the more reviews and ratings we get, the more exposure we get, and the more exposure we get, the more things we can do back for you guys, like doing comic conventions and red carpets, and you know, not all sorts of things. So if you, if you could, if you wouldn't mind, just I, you know, it just takes five minutes, but almost two minutes if you're really quick. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, and you can also listen to the Flash podcast live on the Mix Radio Network on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern, and make sure to check out the entire DC Podcast Network on DCPodcast.com, where we have amazing podcast for shows like Gotham, Supergirl, Hashtag We're Season 2 CBS, uh, Let Us Tomorrow, The Flash, the show formerly known as Arrow, and things related to DC movies. You can find, there's a mega feed for it, so you can get all the podcasts in just one collection, which supports all the podcasts. And there's also social media links to where you can find DC Podcasts at. And also guys, stay tuned, because... There is another charity event coming up. We're doing our annual charity event, which we're planning out right now. So stay tuned for more details. And finally, if you want to email us any questions or thoughts, email us at theflashpodcast@gmail.com. At if you want to follow me on Twitter or my personal um project, you know, for my projects I'm working on, you can find me on TVO Mind, Hero of Hollywood, The Marvel Report, which is a website I own, and on DC Podcast. So just follow me at Andrew Back, which is spelled B-E-H. B A K H T. Whew Cat, that was a lot of plugs. It was. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah, and it's you know, it's almost it's almost free three AM where you are, where I' yeah. where where both of us are. So Don't even
2: ask how I'm, I'm still up. I Hey Kat, <laughs> hey Kat, how how are you still up? I the excitement of, of Jesse Quick yeah. and Wally getting their speed.
0: Okay. Uh, exactly. That's you know, see that's why in this show We will do anything for this show. We will record late on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, whenever we record, because we love this show so much. So, so guys, we're gonna jump to the spoiler section now. So, if but if you're not sticking with us, if you don't want to be spoiled about next week's episode, uh, for all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B, and we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Well, this is safe. Define safe. Your brain waves send the necessary data to pinpoint whatever corner of the universe Barry is stuck in. Yes. Joe. Good to see
2: you, sir. But I'm not Joe. Get him out! Damn it! You can't get him out. I don't can know you? If I can't. Please let me go back right now. My whole world is in danger. You're not going back.
0: And welcome back. What you just heard was the audio for the trailer for next week's episode of The Flash called The Runaway Dinosaur. The huge Kevin Smith episode and we're going to read it the official description and then give some predictions about, about the episode. So here's what the CW description says. Kevin Smith directs. With Barry get gone, the team must figure out a way to handle the return of an old enemy, Girder guest star Greg Finley. Realizing Gerder is retracting his steps from his last attack, Iris volunteers to act as bait to trap him in Star Lab. Meanwhile, Barry fights to return his, to his old life. Kevin Smith directed the episode, written by Sax Dance, and it airs on, uh, on May 10th. As you can see, guys, disappointment. I can't do your remark, boys. So, this was a very brief description. So, um. Kat, what are your predictions for this episode? Uh, Like, what do you, you know, they don't mention Jesse at all. So, I mean, do you think this is going to be more of a Wally point of view episode in terms of his speed or what do you think is going to be happening?
2: I think the reason they didn't mention Jesse is because she's not, she's not a main cast member. So I feel, and also they didn't want to spoil it. Um, So I think, uh, I still think it's going to be what I predicted that it's going to be a Jesse and Wally episode, just like. Figuring out what their speed's all about because it wouldn't really make sense if they just did Wally because they're both getting the speed. It looks like it'd be weird if only one of them got it. Um, I hope that doesn't happen uh, for either character. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's gonna show what does the team do without Barry, especially that you know the people don't the the citizens of the city uh, think that the Flash has uh, has left them. So, uh, what do they do in the city without without Barry and the Flash? And then, you know, obviously seeing whatever trippy thing they're going to be doing in the Speed Force. And I have no idea where this dinosaur is coming
0: from. So, <laughs> I mean, if, if, is there a dinosaur? Is there? Now, the one thing I'm a little bit con- confused about is, how the fuck does Gerda co- come back? I was pretty sure he died last season. Yeah,
2: I don't... I honestly don't remember because I, mean, I don't like, he's one of those one shot villains. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, he looks he's old. back.
0: <laughs> he looks so, somewhat zombie fight or something like that. He looks like that someone brought him back, which, you know, I mean, look, this wouldn't be the first time someone resurrects someone in this universe, you know. Like, you know what? Maybe Katana came by and was, and was like, hmm, I could probably pour some uh, magic, you know, some magic urban tea or penicillin tea into him. Uh, like they did with Otto Queen in season three of um, the show, formerly known as Arrow. Um, I want to hear
2: something hilarious. You just said zombified, and the guy who plays him is on iZombie, and he plays a zombie. So, maybe. I mean,
0: look, look that's all I'm all about. It's all connected, yo. So, you know, it's I didn't even know he was on iZombie. So he is. <laughs> I he know. was this
2: season of iZombie, so.
0: And, but that's interesting. Um, yeah. I mean yeah, I think, you know, I mean, look, I'm just so excited to see what Kevin Smith is going to be doing uh, with his episode and you know, I know Jason Mewes from, uh, you know, the Clerks, you know, from his movies will be in there. You know, what if he's a dinosaur? I i be game for that.
2: Cool. I, I'll be cool with it. I mean, I could
0: totally see that happen. Um but yeah, it's a very interesting trailer. If you want to see the trailer, it's up on our website on the So, I'll tag a little link to to it in the description for you guys so you can um, watch it and listen to us talk about it but Kat is there anything else you want to talk about uh speculation wise for this episode
2: no I think I'm good I think I I said everything that I think is going to happen but you know flash always surprises us so even if you expect something's going to happen sometimes it's the the complete opposite
0: exactly well, once again, Kat, thank you so much for stopping by. And uh, I know um, I'm actually, am um, we're kind of helping her out this week because I'm going to be on the Legends podcast this week. Uh, uh, yeah, so going to be. Am I? I mean, I, I'm sure you're going to the, the Jesse Quick convention in New York or something like that to celebrate her.
2: If Cap, it, um, if Captain America: Civil War is the Jesse Quick convention, then totally. Oh right,
0: That movie comes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to that movie. Um. So yeah, but guys. Thank you so much for listening to this very long episode, and I hope you had uh, had a blast as always listening to us babble for hours. Uh, we love talking about the Flash, so hopefully you you love listening to to us talking about the Flash. So, guys, next week, huge episode. Kevin Smith directs. You don't want to miss it. So, until next time, have a good one.